Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode 52 on DPA and device analysis at Spirit Electronics with our acquisition of Insight Analytical Labs. Hi, welcome to Spirit's podcast, Behind the Screen. Today is a celebratory day. I am here with Mr. Zef Malik. Zef, welcome to the show. My pleasure. I want to first personally thank you for helping me walk through the, the minefield of another acquisition that closed today. So it's big news. So thank you and congratulations and appreciate all the support on that. Absolutely. I think it's an ex- exciting and, and a very nice acquisition that adds to our portfolio. It brings us full circle to change the game uh, you know, in terms of re- uh, product distribution. And I am very excited that we pulled the trigger, uh, you know, and now we are truly a full 360. Right. So we'll we'll let the cat out of the bag. Both you and I have known uh, Tom Paquette at Insight Analytical Labs now for more years than we probably want to uh, admit to, right? Tom was exiting the, the business and uh, we stepped in and picked up the business in its entirety, uh, his facility, his people, all the equipment. So really that move is to allow Spirit, as we always say, redefine distribution. And that allows us to bring in, you know, the most immediate need in, the, in our industry of DPA, but also then it, it brings in some very high level FA failure analysis that that team has like 30 years experience in doing. The greatest part of this is, Marty, that uh, Insight Analytical brings in a 30 years of predictable, deliverable, and keeping up with the marketplace in terms of technology. So if I look at historically what they have delivered in terms of IP validation, analytical defect isolation, failure analysis, teardowns, insurance and warranty claims, copyright infringement, uh, patent infringement, leads me to believe that with their skill set and the portfolio of equipment, we have a company that is very key in terms of keeping up with the market expectations for the future. And uh, us bringing in and realigning them towards the destruct physical analysis, which is a slam dunk, easier subset of what they have done. I feel that we bring it 360 again, improving the expectations and the overall deliverance of our DPA report to our customers. I totally agree. Uh, Obviously, we've had the luxury of building up the whole back end, very similar to what STS had in a much smaller volume, I guess. We've had great response in the last year or so on bringing all the value add from Mill Standard 883 and screening and qualification. But the piece that we bring in uniquely as being an authorized distributor, oftentimes these samples or these lots of parts, I should say, that we send out to our customers often need a DPA because they want to validate the integrity of that lot. But I think we've always been in the mindset that it really there is more to be known about those three samples, looking at maybe some new opportunities in AI or running some algorithms to understand what more could we get out of those three or five samples to give more confidence moving forward that the entire lot behind it 
has more integrity or lack of integrity, if you will, from maybe manufacturing or reliability, that kind of thing? I think our focus of giving our customers a plug and play product that is under the OEM custody, that is qualified, upscreened, validated, and now disrupt physical analysis, where our concept of pedigree, control, title, chain of, of title, a control, gives us the expanded ability to give to our customer, not just a simple pass fail, but a higher degree and probability of success that in spite of a small random two or three piece sample being pulled, this, the sample after we are done with the analysis will give them a very accurate representation and probability of success of the entire mother lot. We intend to change where the DPA specs leave off. The DPA specs deal with the current device in a pass-fail condition. We intend using manufacturability disciplines, understand and comment and give it a weighted rating model of, that we will create that shows the viability and the manufacturability of the three units that we looked at. Were they truly designed to be manufactured? Were they manual? Were they automated line reproduction? So that there is a higher degree of confidence that we are just not taking three piece. We are representing the entire lot, assuming that under our pedigree control, we have taken a representative sample by wafer lot and by date code. That is what we will advocate a little bit more. So we believe that we want to improve the expectations out of a DPA where it becomes a true representation and accurate understanding where a small sample early on speaks to the entire viability and integrity of a large lot. And this is where our value add comes in, especially along with if there is any issue, we will have the ability to engage our OEM, get validation, and that is the right way to uh, risk mitigate the customer's uh, requirements. So not only we are addressing cycle time and lead times and efficiencies, we have upped the game by mitigating any subsequent liabilities or risks that may pose in a product family or a product distribution. Yep, I like it. I, I know that over the years, I think uh, maybe we'll give our listeners a little insight is that what we have always get visibility into is the electrical side of the performance of the parts, which historically a lab doesn't do that, right? But you've always owned very high-end advanced test, Barrage, 93Ks, you know, port scales, smart scales, all of the big testers that we've always had the luxury of understanding what are the effects of, of environmentals and reliabilities because we had such overwhelming ability to test a parameter to the breaking point, right? So that I think is the piece that if you understood that side of it and then you kind of come back to this pedigree selection that we talk about, that's what we're, we're really dialing in, right? So, for example, uh, I remember, you know, we always historically when we were doing very high-end expensive FBGAs, regardless of whose they are, that we would have to do screening and qualification on. We would always do what you deemed to, at that time was not language anybody was using, was construction analysis. So that construction analysis we did to even look at metal layer thickness. And I remember we had some failures. That's probably why that sticks in my mind. But 
like even down to metal layers. So, I mean, if you could just speak a little bit about how we tie the test capability into understanding what we're getting from a pedigree investigation. Because at the end of the day, if we don't start this lot of parts into a screening qual or our customer doesn't put these parts into a, you know, a space satellite or avionics or missiles or whatever that is, then we're A, saving time and money, but also we're not having flight failures, but also we're not going through a screen and qual for nine to 12 months and then failing. So that really, at the end of the day, is the key. Yes, I mean, you and I have always believed that if you are doing an upscreen or a pedigree selection of a certain distribution where you intend to use the device beyond the published data sheet limits of the device, which may be a temperature range and or a frequency performance range, unless you are testing at that specific requirement, you are never going to know that if a certain probability or a certain percent of defective will go on to your system and put in your billion dollar system at risk. So our concept, as it always goes back between you and I, Mari, about cars, if I am testing a tire, and if it is designed to be run at 166 miles an hour, if I am not driving the car at 166 miles an hour, I would never know if the tire has worked. So if you wanna know about performance, braking, traction, everything at 166, you come to us. So we would do the electrical test at the margins, the way it is tested, in the marginal envelopes that make the difference. Any lab can do a DC continuity and a gross functional. You will never know if that particular device will operate at once, uh, the tire will work at 166. Yes, it will always operate at 100 miles an hour because that is what is published by the manufacturer's data sheet. So if you want to just be comfortable, hey, it runs at 100, no. But if you want to use it at 166 miles an hour, this is where we make the difference. This is why our business partnerships lasted this long. I'm the test pilot for the 166. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. I, uh, <laughs> um, I think it's all really, at the end of the day, I remember we always used to use this language as well. It's really how much insurance does our customer want, right? So we're really about risk mitigation on all of these processes we talk about and, and really how much insurance do they need or do they want to make the viability of this product moving forward from now adding in the dpa part of it you know what can we give them so i know we've talked about like the ai algorithms and things like that so moving into maybe stepping out of the boundaries of the mill standard which is you know, like we think is pretty much a, a, a walk in the park as far as experience goes from our new acquisition. But really just looking forward and stepping out of that standard mill standard criteria, I think that AI and, and some of the features that we could come together with are really what wrap this up and, and give our customers maybe a different view of, of how to look at and evaluate and analyze the destruct physical analysis. Absolutely. I think this acquisition, uh, especially when it is integrated in the OEM early chain of a device being sold to the customer, your financial risks are taken care of, your future upscreening risks are taken care of, your warranty issues are taken care of, 
And now we have mitigated your long lead time item risks. So here we are. We are not only giving you a product that you don't need to touch or screen. Not only that, a year later, when you go back to your OEM because you have failed, you are at the risk of the marketplace. So here we are mitigating just about every possible risk at the time of the inception of the order. And I honestly cannot see no reason why this model would not resonate because it's the only logical model that makes sense that if I'm buying something, I don't need to go to a third party to get it handled, tested, and, and trying to get it validated and upscreened with a hairdryer. No, we will upscreen it the way you intend to use it. We will look at it the way it is intended to be produced and manufactured. We will vouch on the integrity and manufacturability of the product and still comply with all the standards that you're after. You want a DPA, you want a screening, you want mill standard 1580, all those things we will give you as a standard. So I feel comfortable that uh, the message should resonate that this extension of the model that we have is truly upping our integration into the supply chain as a more trusted, credible partner. I totally agree. We're, uh, as you know, uh, we're, we're not at capacity, but we certainly have ample work. And I think that has been because that message is resonating with all of our solder exchange and lead trim and form and all these things that happen to, we'll go back to your car analogy, because I know you're always good at that. This is the, you know, the AMG, the Mercedes, right? This is you, you're buying the car, but you're getting all the goodies on top of it before you take delivery. Absolutely. And that really is where Spirit has designed this facility. And internally, we do everything here prior to shipping. And this DPA just really is going to add to that, not only from a schedule impact, but a financial impact and, and just making the integrity of the lot shipping that much more solidified. Absolutely. I think in this case, like talking about cars again, the customer doesn't need to buy a Mercedes and go get it converted to AMG. We will have it converted and give you the original factory warranty, not only on the car, but all the upgrades that were done to it. And yes. uh, of discussion here, I don't see no risk at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that we have no affiliation with Mercedes, but it's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a sponsor yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Although we're willing to take a sponsorship. <laughs> uh, well, since it's our, our initial uh, announcement, and, you know, absolutely closing just today and things, uh, this probably is going to air a few days after this, but uh, let's talk a little bit. You and I are always a, a little bit of a stickler on quality of equipment and things like that. So we've got some really nice fib and uh, SEM equipment, all of the DPA equipment that we need and combining that with everything here that's at Spirit already. One of the things, uh, you know, we will put together our roadmap for improvements, uh, both from a you know, technology and facilitization standpoint, but also let's talk a little bit about some of the things in the industry that are a stranglehold or a hurdle right now. And one of those is RGA. So I know that there's only, you know, been one or two facilities out there doing RGA, and I think it's down to one now, but that's just looking at our quickly on our roadmap, that is possibly one that we're going to include. Absolutely. I think that is the lowest hanging fruit at a mass spectrometer. I don't see any challenges at all because to us, it ties in the extension of validation of the unit. 
knowing exactly what the internal water vapor or moisture content is makes our technical analysis more logical and more proper if there is a mechanism. So we want to link that. Uh, along with that, like you said, we already have the FIB, we already have the SEM. The place that I see is if we just leverage what we have done for 30 years at IAL in terms of sample preparation, we are changing the way we are offering to the marketplace radiation services through Spirit. And sample preparation has been a historic bottleneck. And here we are, we will just piggyback in what we offer already in terms of radiation services and mitigate another risk or a bottleneck the industry has faced, which is the preparation of samples. So we believe we are forward looking, we're gonna have the toys, we will invest into things like futuristic REIs, reactive edges. We are going to look at advanced laser ablation techniques for copper uh, metallization and copper bond wires. So we are not shy when it comes to keeping up or keeping ahead of the marketplace in terms of technology. Uh, we are committed to it, and I'm very interested to have a roadmap that takes us to the future. Me too. It, it, it is exciting. Uh, as always, in any acquisition, it took us longer than we wanted, but the day is here, so I appreciate that. Before we wrap it up today, Zef, uh, just one other thing. I know that we touched on it briefly, but I know IAL has done some really good work on um, IP validation, and that really kind of puts us out of our normal customer base, but from a test lab facility and what you have done for you know the big fang companies and things like that as far as asics and you know early looks at at wafers to test for you know their asic programs and things like that i think the ip validation is a an offering that we'll probably explore heavily to try to support some of those companies that come to you for a different avenue of testing wafers on their asics that really kind of ties in Mari, I think we will capitalize and give to the marketplace what they've been wanting, which is basically called the benchmarking of the technology and the process. So if we are doing a configuration management, we are going to be able to the customer using the same technology they did for IP validation in terms of process changes, changes to the process, changes to the manufacturing side. So all this thing about process changes and materials and assembly locations and fab there, the idea is to use that incumbent know-how and knowledge and put it to work in the military marketplace. So I'm excited. I see an unlimited potential. <laughs> and I think as we pivot, as we pivot from the historic business model they had, which was basically a declining model, primarily because the leading edge manufacturability is not there, but our ability to take the core and use it to our advantage of where the best practices needs are or the deficiency blocks are in the in our supply chain, I think it's 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 ready to go plug and play. Yeah. Uh, exciting, exciting. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. I know that uh, you and I were, were both excited uh, going on this conversation when we met the uh, new employees. So basically we took all the employees as well with IAL to kind of keep that uh, tribal knowledge there. But I remember their right. eyes glazing so over slightly. Colorado Springs, so I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, well, thank you so much. I do, uh, you know, welcome the, the IAL team onto Spirit's team. It's uh, like you say, Zeph, it's going to be pretty exciting. And as always, I know your ingenuity is uh, 
always first and foremost, but I'm always left executing. So please uh, <laughs> stay tuned. There's no hurdle or no barrier <laughs> to our CEO being able to make it happen. <laughs> as long as we know where we are going, that is the place. So we have to know what our final destination is, which is clear to us. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. I'm yeah, no, no question about it. We've learned to execute. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Seth Malik, thanks for being on the Behind the Screen podcast today and welcome IAL team to Spirit. Thanks for listening with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.